Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Brian. And this is the Happy Harvest Horror Show, where we get together and talk about our favorite spooky things. And we have a a very spooky thing to talk about today. Some may say the spookiest. Yeah, I was leaving a little space there. (laughs) Empty space. (laughs) Maybe give them a tease of the, the void in the episode. Yeah, podcasters don't like empty space. Podcasting See? is all about filling the empty space. This one's an interactive episode. Honestly, podcast fear. Podcasting is largely screaming into the void. So <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about voids and the fear of voids today. But before we get into that really spooky existential fear, Corey, how spooky was your last few weeks? It's been a few weeks since we chatted. Oh, 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 how spooky. Um, I feel like I've watched a few things. I watched, me and my roommate watched a really good documentary on Alien, on the making of oh, yeah, the movie the Alien. Yeah, I think it was on Shudder, I'm pretty yeah. sure. It's really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's It's honestly not something I would have ever thought like, hey, I want to watch that. But she put it on and I was like pretty transfixed. I just, yeah, I really like going behind the scenes and like learning about the artistic process of really iconic things, you know, Um, and they do a great job with it. You just, they really break down, they break down the the chest burster scene in like a very complete way. You see all of it. You get to see like every little bit of how that came together. And like, wasn't it like a surprise to the cast? Did they like not know it was going to happen? That's what I urban legend. I heard that the cast didn't Um, know that the chest burst thing was going to happen. Now I can't really remember. I think they knew. I think they yeah. knew it was going to happen, but I don't know if they knew like exactly, you know, how yeah. or Maybe what it was, a, what it was going to look yeah. like. <laughs> sure. And yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. It was, it was really interesting. It's, it's always fascinating to look back at, you know, from, from this perspective in the future to look back at how something so iconic came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just a lot of really, really interesting information. Very well done. So if you're into documentaries about movies or alien, I would check that out. I can't remember what the name of it is off the top of my head, but just, you know, Google, you'll find it. Hey, just do a Google. Just do a Google, you know, ask Jeeves, whatever. Ask, uh, ask Jeeves. <laughs> Is that still uh, around? I don't think Jeeves? so. I think oh, they man. shut him down, unfortunately. I think they retired old Jeevesy. But what else? I feel like I watched something else spooky, but I can't really remember. Oh, I've been watching Under the Banner of Heaven, which oh, is that cults? series. Yeah, basically <laughs> Mormonism. You? Um, under the banner of heaven it's uh you know starring andrew garfield oh right spider-man himself and it is based on a book which was based on a true crime that happened in the 80s with some fundamentalist like mormon cult stuff and it's crazy it's wild we're only like four episodes in so far uh but yeah if you're if you're into 
uh, creepy true crime meets religion, religious movements. It's pretty good. It's pretty okay. good. Where's how are you watching that? Hulu. It's on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then and then my other one we are going to talk largely about. I have been completely transfixed by Outer Range on Amazon yeah. Prime, and yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah kind of how we got this idea for this episode. So, uh, you know, after we wrap up spooky weeks, I, I will have lots of things to say about that. <laughs> Out of range in the void. Yep. How about you? How spooky was your week? Uh, super spooky. I know I say that everything's spooky in Brian's life, but this actually was pretty spooky. I started this new job, which means the, the been a little busy in the spooky weather report took a little hiatus for coming back though this week. Um, but I have a lot of time at work to listen to audiobooks because I'm just sitting at a desk. And so I've been like, hmm, I've never read, I'm a, or I've only read a few Stephen King books, but largely I've just seen all the movies. So I'm like, I'm going to go through and see how many of these book and books I can read. You know, that that is a feat. That, that is, is a feat. <laughs> Corey, I'm six books in. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's crazy. That's insane. Um, yeah, I read. Uh, uh, I'm, what do I'm you ju- do? What's your job? Like, what? I, I, you know, I'm a front desk, you know, so I, I see people in and out, but that means I can just sneak a little AirPod in one ear. And Love so that. for most of the day, when people don't need any help, I'm just, you know, answering emails and have that audiobook just firing all, you know. That is how you, that is how you, that's like a cheat code to, uh, the capitalist hellscape right there. Just That's keep it. an just keep an ear pod in. <laughs> just keep an ear pod in. I'm you know, I'm doing other stuff. I'm not just sitting there looking at a wall going, Bleh, but <laughs> Stephen King projecting Stephen King onto <laughs> a wall. <laughs> but I uh I've read um I read Revival. It was awesome. Oh my gosh, head of the ending that chilled me to the bone. I don't want to spoil, but Revival was good. I hope it gets made into a movie one day. There still hasn't been, to my knowledge, an adaptation of that. Um, I'm finishing up Pet Cemetery right now. Ooh, classic. Which, you know, you're like, I've seen the movies, they're in the remake, and I'm like, I know the story. But reading the book, you get the inner monologue. You know, you get the thought process that goes from the inception of the idea to the follow through and all that. And it's like, this is even scarier. You know, this is, this is upsetting. Um, I wish I had read the book before we did our Wendigo episode too, because there's, there's some good Wendigo stuff in here mm. as well. And I've also read Elevation. I've read the three Gwendy books, which only two of them he's co-written one. So I, I technically only have read five, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's been a lot of fun. That's been a lot of yeah. fun. I'm going through. I haven't read a lot of Stephen King either. I read Salem's Lot in the mm-hmm. last few years. And I I think I'd read him like one other time before that, like quite a while ago. We should we should read we should read Stephen King for book club at some point. Oh yeah, we definitely should. We should put that on the docket. And he's like a not a seven hundred page one. That's, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could also do like a like we could take two months for like a big book or something, you know, yeah. like if we, if we wanted to do a big Stephen King bo- book and like have it cover like two months or something, I think. Like the summer, summer book yeah. club. We're going to yeah, there... stand, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Good luck out there. But that's been a lot of fun just reading those books. Um, and I'm listening to the audiobook, which 
would you say you listen to the book or you've read the book? You say you say you've read the book, right? Yeah, I know. It's it's. I think that's a that's a, a question for our modern age. I think a lot of people feel some type of way about audiobooks. I don't. Think, I got the whole story in the yeah, audio. Yeah, exactly. And you get it through words. It's verbal. You know, like it is a different experience, but you're taking in words, and then your mind is making pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you can say read. Um, but yes, it is. I also agree that they're different experiences. But. Yeah. Yeah. That's my take. Whatever. <laughs> the pets, it's also fun too when you get a good voice actor in there because I can really heighten it. Like yeah, um, totally. Michael C. Hall is the one narrating Pet Cemetery, and he's having a blast. With it. He's got all <laughs> the main accents, and it's you know, it's been a lot of fun. What else? I watched some movies. I watched, oh gosh, I watched this movie on Shutter called The Sadness, and it was upsetting. It. I mean, bleak. the name doesn't sound great. <laughs> Real bleak. Every now and then, you're like. I saw someone write a review that was like, just when you think horror is kind of playing it safe nowadays, there's this movie that comes along, just kind of kicks your teeth in. And I agree. I walked it at the end of that movie. I'm like, I don't, I didn't need to see it. <laughs> I didn't need to go through I didn't, that. didn't need to experience that. <laughs> I think you, Corey, could uh, keep a wide. Stay, stay away. Stay away from this one. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else? Um, I think that's kind of it. Watched Firestarter as well on Peacock. Speaking oh, of, I, yeah, I, I want to, I want to watch that. I saw the trailer and I was like, Zach Efron. Ooh boy, daddy, Zach. <laughs> daddy, daddy, daddy. I saw like, it was a Zach TikTok. Daddy. It was like a TikTok or a tweet or something. Someone was like freaking out. They're like, Zach Efron is playing a dad. Like, how is this possible? Like he was just he was just getting his head in the game last week. I swear to God. Last week. As in 15 years ago. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's true. It's hard for me to think of Zach Efron as a father for whatever reason. But he does it. I think he's doing fine. Yeah. I think he's doing fine. <laughs> I think he's doing fine. I think the movie largely sadly is pretty meh. But he does a good job. Being yeah. afraid of like fire is harder to do on film that I kind of, I got to give him some credit that like reading a book about Firestar and a little girl that can just start fires everywhere. That's a pretty scary thought, mm-hmm. you know, but when watching a movie of just like a girl going and then fire starts, I'm like, it's not very scary. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> um, it's more of like a, yeah. Scary and scary. If I was in the room when that was happening. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Yeah. You'd have to, yeah, you'd have to translate that well to make that work. That makes, yeah, being, I mean, being afraid of an element in general can be kind of difficult. Yeah. Yeah. You could do it. I don't know. They did it. They did it in Twister. Yes, they did. God, I was afraid of Tornado. (laughs) Oh my gosh. When I was a kid, I was so scared. Talk about horror, not horror movies that like really scar you, you know, Twister was living in the Midwest. That was a movie that goofed me. Yeah. And and also like left us in such an interesting position because, yeah, I grew up in the Midwest, was around tornadoes a lot. My dad was your typical Midwest dad and would like take me outside to like look at funnel clouds, you know, like it was like, <laughs> like that guy's about to swallow us up. Let's go out and check it out. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. Like I had that typical, like kind of almost storm chasing childhood experience, but also having grown up with Twister and being a child, like I really, I really thought like having a belt was going to like 
is going to be the only thing to save me. A belt like, and a I, pipe that I guess is buried to the center. Literally, of the like, if you would have asked 10 year old me what to do, I would have been like, we got to find a really a pipe and a belt. Like, that's what we need to do. <laughs> the pipe is the one thing that won't blow away. Exactly. And, and we just there. really got to hold on like that. That would have been my answer. Um, and that's I a think good belt too. And it's right. It's deep in my subconscious at this point. So you know, that's, anyway, that's how you do it. That's how you to all, deal to all our listeners that haven't seen twister. This really sounds nuts. <laughs> Find a pipe and a belt and you're good. You know, <laughs> all our listeners help? who haven't seen twister, go watch twister. <laughs> twister. Classic. That's kind of my spooky weekend. That's a nice transition into uh, fear of elements and phobias. It is to our discussion it today. It certainly is. Should we, should we do a quick book club shout out? Yeah, let's talk about book club. Uh, book club. If you'd like to join our Happy Harvest Horror Show book club, it's so easy. All you got to do is go to anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support and supporting our little podcast at any level gets you access to our monthly book club Zoom discussion meeting. Uh, just like all 23 of our supporters already have access to, we got Jenny, Julia, Alessia, Nina, Julia, Jennifer, Katie, Karen, Kelsey, Connor, Cody, Cody, Jody, Wendy, Holly, Sarah, Erica, <laughs> Michelle, Mackie, Sarah, Aurelia, and Aaron. My gosh, that is like a... Your your voice went on a journey there. That was... <laughs> I went on a journey. Thank you all for that journey. Because I you just see like a name. I'm trying to fire through them, you know, yep. real quick, but... It was like a roller coaster. Sorry if I goofed your name. (laughs) The the effort of um, of speed. But thank you. I really appreciate you all. Thank you so much for all the support throughout the year. And I look forward to seeing you or all your faces at the book club every month. And this month, we're reading a pretty spooky book. We've got a good Halloween book. What are we reading, Corey? This month, we are reading Dark Harvest by Mm. Norman Partridge. You were just saying you were enjoying the book. Too. I am. I'm I'm not super far in, but it's just I mean, it's it's just super atmospheric. It is a Halloween atmosphere if I've ever known one. Like it just every line is about pumpkins and leaves and like it just it feels so autumny and spooky and fun. <laughs> like like I'm just I'm I'm it it tra- it's transporting me to October. Um and it's also very fitting that our our, our main character is the October boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's very exciting. <laughs> I'm changing my Instagram handle right now. You should. The October boy. You really should. I think that's great. <laughs> I support that. The October boy. <laughs> did you know I was getting a movie too later this year? I did not know that. That's so exciting. we're going to be ready. Book club for all these movie adaptations of these books that we're reading. We should have like movie discussions of how well it was. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, Jesus. that could be another perk of joining the book club that you can join again. That's anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support. Thank you all for already supporting. We appreciate it. We love y'all. And uh, let's take a quick little break, just a quick little tiny break. And then we're going to come back and talk about the void. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have returned from that commercial break. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you hope you did something that made you happy in that little break. <laughs> hope you did something for you. In the 15 <laughs> seconds since we heard you. I heard. <laughs> we are back. And today we are talking about a topic that is just, it's a, a very exciting topic. It's a very abstract topic. So, you know, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. And it came to us. It came to us in a dream. Um, it came to us because of the, this show on Amazon Prime that I am I'm just obsessed with. Like I it's honestly a little silly how many times I've watched it through at this point because it's only been out for like a month. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I just I just keep watching it. I don't think I don't think we know if we're getting a season two yet, which I'm like a little like I think, we, I think it got greenlit. Did it? Oh yeah, thank God. Because so. I was like you better you better give me a season two because I'm obsessed with it. Outer range. So I think maybe we'll start this conversation of void, fear of the void with, you know, a little chat, a little chat about outer range. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. I, I also just did a quick Google. Is there going to be a season two? And it looks like it hasn't been. <gasps> um, so. Yeah, because the last time I checked, I couldn't find anything for sure yet. Ugh, well, uh, I hope it does because it's, it's it's a great show. Anyway, let's talk about Outer Range. Outer Range is fucking rad. Outer Range is about, it's like, I've been like loosely describing it to people as like Yellowstone meets Twin Peaks, you know? Love that. You know what I mean? I am on board with that description. I think Did it's it, fabulous. <laughs> we get, you got your salt of the earth, you know, Montana ranchers, you know, and they're. They're Wyoming. They're Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming. Is that yeah. what it is? It is. It's Wyoming. Wy- they say it many times. <laughs> Come on, get your head in the game. They're Wyoming folk. <laughs> um, my, so Wyoming. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got your son that's dead. That's rodeo. You got your, your uh, patriarch, Josh Brolin. Who, Josh anyway. Brolin does a great job too with that he role. He does a really nice job. That's like, kind of role that's made for a josh brolin for sure i was thinking i was watching him and i was like why did i wonder why he did this you know this is kind of a weird wild stuff and then i'm like oh so he was thanos so (laughs) (laughs) maybe it's not that crazy i honestly i'm not gonna lie like josh brolin is not someone i've spent a lot of time thinking about but i have seen him on like the occasional interview and he's a little weird. Like he's got he's got a weird thing about him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean just lose description. He's uh, you know runs this ranch and, and I was uh, one day while he's out looking at the ranch he finds a big old hole. Just a void. Right? That's the title of the episode. And uh, the show <laughs> is just like the kind of existential dread and all the weird stuff that comes out of it and goes into it and what is it? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, because it's also clearly like an otherworldly hole. It's not mm-hmm. like just like, oh, this is a big hole in the earth. Like it's very clear. Yeah, it's not that like there's... you see the bottom. No, this goes on. This is like the outer space, just like in a just little... like yeah, like you're in your you're on your ranch, you're in your west pasture, and there's just a little chunk of outer space. Like that's basically in there. There's so many, you know, the characters that do run into it. Most of it is just them looking at it with like their hands on their <laughs> hips, going, What? 
is that you know mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like that meme of the cat in the snowbank like yeah what, what? Are they doing over there <laughs> you know what is happening <laughs> what is this? and uh, that honestly is exactly how i would react yeah i think i would stand there and i would contemplate it for a very long time i i'd maybe throw some rocks into it it would just be I would like do the same. What? oh what? man the first uh, the first time he finds the hole and he does he throws a rock into it and then it just disappears there's mm-hmm. no bottom i know it kind of gave me goosebumps i was like i don't like this I don't, <laughs> I don't like this one bit which then i mean now that's we're talking about it here in the happy harvest horror show it's spooky yeah. you know like that is doing some research there's a lot of phobias about emptiness and voids and nothingness that i didn't know about that I think I kind of have now, you know, after. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, you, because we've talked a little, I know we've talked a little bit about like black holes before, which I do want to bring up here in a bit, but like you, you have a, like a, a, like immediate, no, like immediately no reaction. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, I embrace the void, I think a little bit better (laughs) because my, my response to outer range has been like, oh, God damn, they're so lucky. Like my, like, my like, response has been like what I wouldn't give, what I wouldn't give to come across a, a vast void in the earth. Um, like, oh, no. oh, no. no, that gives me the, the, the heebiest of the jeebies. That is. I think Bruh. we should also bring up just to kind of give more context to the show and and yeah i don't think because i want everyone to watch it we won't do spoilers but this is all pretty much everything we've said so far has is established first episode like you know you're you're, you get this pretty pretty much out the gate there's also in the first episode a uh a kind of like mysterious transient person that shows up oh yeah who is kind of like a traveling you know hippie from boulder colorado but straight, you know, from the time you, she shows up, you're like, she's there's something going she's on. She's on this. She's here for something like you just kind of know. Um, and she is is huge to the plot line. Like I consider her a lead as well, because oh, yeah. I think Easy. her her and Josh Brolin um, and she's played by Imogen Poots. And I think she does a great job, like a fucking great job with this character. Like, you know, just the perfect amount of like goofy and weird but like likable and like you know not like like if i came across her like i wouldn't i wouldn't be afraid of her but she has her moments where it's like okay this girl could go unhinged you know like so she's just kind of this like i think i think just a really interesting character my favorite character or one of my favorite characters for sure and it gives a new dimension to this like what is essentially like a modern day like wild west story right mm-hmm. so much about this is like it's like a sci-fi cowboy show in a lot of ways it's meant to and i've read a little bit about like you know the concept and stuff and and it's definitely meant to interact with the classic cowboy movie and and so and it does it does in very interesting ways i think i just now thought i mean the, the space the final frontier and it's just like in this uh, totally so yeah it is expansion it's It's, you know in wyoming oh man yeah exactly and so you're taking yeah kind of classic salt of the earth cowboy meets 
yeah, meets really out there sci-fi kind of psychedelic, you know, ideas. Also, I think one of the reasons this show just stole my heart from the get-go is like Wyoming, Wyoming's right next to South Dakota. Like the Black Hills basically spills into Wyoming. And I talk about the Black Hills as being like magic all the time. Like I literally, I'm like, there's a portal out there. Like I love it so much. And then to have this show be like, here you go. (laughs) Here's that portal you've been talking about, you know, on this like beautiful like oh god what i wouldn't give to live on that ranch like it's gorgeous and it's huge and it has like a mountain in it and it's just like wow what an incredible place to live and like farm and um yeah so i know like for me personally huge intersection of my interests in the show absolutely (laughs) like just like so many things aligned and I also think like because I was reading some of the reviews and a lot of people love it like a lot of people are super into this show but I also think this show has attracted people that do just want a more classic cowboy show and then they're like they don't know what to do with it like (laughs) they're like what what is this (laughs) and then it doesn't give them answers truly truly It's very mysterious and it's it's just so good it's so good and everyone should go watch it and we should all we should all start writing letters to make sure we get a second season <laughs> greenlit yeah. because i need it i need it in my call life call your representatives you know <laughs> i think that's what phone. senators are for i think that's <laughs> what senators are for <laughs> biden i need you to step on up and get us and also what we see which I know as you uh, as you were watching it, you you were texting me um, at the same time and brought up uh, we see a lot of kind of existential like dread from our main character from Josh Brolin in relation to this void. Mm-hmm. Um, he has some banger monologues about the void yeah and just a great moment like i said early on in the season where he he literally just fucking screams into the void and i love it he's just like fuck and, like, and i saw that i was like i feel that you know? <laughs> feel that in my soul i feel that in my bones yeah so which that kind of gave us the idea for the episode I and mean, we're already doing it right now but just talking about like that's a scary thing mm-hmm. that's it and it's hard to describe because Doing research, found there's a few phobias that are established about this. We got kinophobia, which is a fear of voids or empty spaces. It's usually when the descriptions they've given here are like empty houses or rooms that used to be filled with stuff, but then are suddenly emptied out. Like, that's a scary thing. Yeah, I can see that. See, my mind immediately for those situations, I think like liminal space. Yeah. Like I'm oh, like, yeah. which I think there's a connection. Empty malls. I think there's probably a connection between liminal spaces and the void, right? Like, right. W- cause that's, I think, partially the uneasiness we get from those kind of like in between spaces, right? You're not yeah. really anywhere concrete. And like, and that's the thing about a void. You just, you, where, what, what the fuck? Where are you? Like, you don't even. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I honestly, I didn't make that connection in my mind to think like of like an empty room as a void. But yeah, that totally makes sense. It made me think of when I was a kid, um, I used to sleepwalk. And in this house that I grew up in, the basement, um, there were like no windows, you know, to the outside. And it was, it was just a couch down there. Somehow in the night, I got up 
in my sleep, walked down to that basement, got on the couch down there and went back to bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night and just like full pitch dark, like such swallowing darkness. I didn't know where I was. And it took me like, you know, a few minutes of like sitting, like establishing, okay, I'm in the basement. I felt my way mm-hmm. you know, to the door and got my, yeah, that's a void. And it just scarred me, I think in a way, you know? <laughs> Dude, I used, I slept walk when I was little too. I would like go to sleep in my room and wake up in my parents' bed and vice versa. You know, sometimes I'd fall asleep with my parents and wake up in my own bed and like, and my parents, you know, always talked about it very nonchalantly, you know, like, oh, you're sleepwalking. And I know my dad used to sleepwalk too. Like there were some actually really funny stories of him sleepwalking and stuff. And so it was something that was talked about very like nonchalantly, but I have since thought about that and I'm like, that's fucking horrifying. Like, can you imagine being like, if I had a kid, like being a mom and waking up and your, your five-year-old's just standing at the edge of your bed and they're not actually like them. Like they're not actually like there. Like, <laughs> what do you do with that? Like, that's crazy. I'd be terrified. Like, <laughs> I, t- I tell this story a, a, a few times because I, I know exactly how they would react because I, I saw it once in high school. I like walked into, it was late at night and I had like, I had to ask my mom a question. I was like, Hey mom or whatever walked in. And my mom goes, go to bed, Brian. I was like, shit. <laughs> I asked so about your it mom got very angry at Brian. And then the next morning I was like, I still have to ask this question. <laughs> mom, I never got to ask my question. She was like, Oh, I thought you were sleep talking, sleepwalking. And I'm like, well, that's how I, you know, <laughs> just like a, not now, you know, yeah. go to bed. It's spooky. It's spooky. Um, it's spooky. And we were back to the voice, but yeah, that was just like that being, I, that was a full void. I didn't know where yeah. I was. I wasn't in the basement. I was just surrounded by pitch blackness that like opening and closing eyes doesn't, it was the same level of black, you know? And yeah. So like seeing this show and we're like, do not want to be swallowed by that. That is a that is yeah. an upsetting thing. I think, yeah. Any moment of yeah, waking up in, in pitch black and maybe feeling any type of confusion about where you are. Like sometimes that still happens as an adult if you're like traveling or something, you know, sure. or you're just in an unfamiliar spot. And yeah, and waking up in pitch black and having that moment of like, where am I? I think that can definitely trigger a, a bit of an existential void for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like that makes perfect sense to me. That that's that's a void. I've never been sucked into a void on like a cosmic scale, but I think that's kind of what we imagine it to be like, you know? Well, then that, I mean, talking about cosmic scale, that's another phobia about uh, fear of black holes. It's melanoheliophobia from the Greek melas, which means black, and then helios, which means sun. Black Red hole, hole sun. sun. Yeah, there you go. Won't you come <laughs> wash away the rain? <laughs> we both just into that. Shouts um, out Soundgarden oh for that God. classic. Banger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fear of black holes, you know, those objects of such extreme mass and gravity that they consume even light itself. Yeah, I'm reading about this, like, on this, this wiki that I'm on about phobias. And it, talks about uh, the first time the phobia is introduced to people um if it's and it's specifically says if it's suffered by children it's usually when they first learn about the existence of black holes and their effects in space like yeah i remember as a kid finding out that black holes are a thing and i'm like that's not okay no (laughs) 
not okay with that. <laughs> uh, we're all okay with this? No. <laughs> Everyone's just acting like this is fine. <laughs> this is just an answer on a test? No. <laughs> uh, but it also says for adults, it's commonly suffered after hearing about black holes, usually smaller than an atom being produced on Earth in particle accelerators. Um, yeah, which, that shit's crazy too. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Learning about this could cause sufferers to fear that man made black holes can grow big and swallow the earth and everything on it. Yeah. I would say both upset me. <laughs> I choose both. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I think you know, outer space black both. hole <laughs> swallowing up light and hold solar systems. Yeah. That's upsetting. But then knowing that there's humans on this planet that are also like, Maybe we make one. Um, yeah. Also, so, yeah. Also makes me upset. Maybe I do it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be just a little one, though. <laughs> I just make a little one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like honestly, though, I can't think of something more baller than creating a little black hole and then like trapping it in like a ring or something and just like wearing it around. <laughs> Gosh, the power. That, like right like the that's power that sounds have. exactly like that sounds like the most powerful like that would be the coolest thing ever um so i guess to some degree i do understand <laughs> like wanting to create a little black hole i think so black holes i love black holes of talking about black holes i fully fully understand the fear of black holes makes perfect sense to me to be terrified of them there is a lot about them that is cosmically and existentially terrifying just real uh, upsetting just yeah real very upsetting totally get it i think my love for them and where i was able to like where i kind of shifted into this place where i actually find them quite comforting came from a place of like journey uh, through the uh acceptance of the chaos of the universe <laughs> like like <laughs> You guys can't see Brian's face right now, but <laughs> his eyes got real big. Um, like, I is that just... all I have to do? I just have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all you got to do, Brian. Oh like, God. I don't know. To me, to to me, there is some element of like being sucked into a black hole that sounds like a comforting thing in the sense that it's like it's just it's so much bigger than us it's like so much bigger and it's so like cosmically vast and it's like one of the greatest mysteries you know to us and I just I don't know I guess I just have this like deep trust that it because it's such a powerful part of the universe I'm like Mm -hmm. it can't be wrong does that make sense? I guess I, maybe I, I've just I'm just read like too much Lovecraft that I feel like the opposite. Like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, no, I get it. I get it. Like I, 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 the big <laughs> black hole that is just fully indifferent to me as a you know as a as a, mm-hmm. just the tiniest tiniest speck. He can't even comprehend how small I am. I'm I'm giving a gender to this the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 a a dude. We're going to talk about this dude, Mr. Black Hole, right? (laughs) He can't comprehend how tiny I am. Totally. uh, Just as I can't comprehend how absolutely massive he is. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And the fact that anyone that gets even close gets sucked into what? Into where? Into why? And you know? Yeah. 
I think to me, it's like getting sucked into the greater mystery of the universe, which is like exciting to me. (laughs) So like, that's why I, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I, I actually, one time a while back, I was watching a documentary on black holes and I remember I ran a poll on my Instagram and I was like, do you find black holes terrifying or comforting? And it was like pretty close to 50, 50, like, you know, a lot of people are horrified and a lot of people do find a, a, a comfort there. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not trying to barrel towards a black hole. That's not like what it I'm sounds saying. sounds an awful lot. Yeah. Like you're trying to get <laughs> us all in a black hole. No, I'm you know? not. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying. This is a cult waiting to happen. That yeah, are... truly. I mean, <laughs> right. Like, I'm not going to lie. I do. Uh, I do identify a bit with um, with autumn from uh, outer range. <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, that's that's that was clear while watching. Like uh, you know, making making a cult of the void. Like uh, maybe, uh, maybe honestly, I don't know. I like don't tempt me with a good time. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like I don't know. There is something. There's just something so massive and cosmic. It does a little bit. I guess we are. We're going there. We're going spiritual. It kind of feels like God to me. So like that, I think is why I find it comforting. Yeah. If that makes sense. But I don't disagree. I do think it's massive and indifferent, you know, like, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's all of it. And that's why the void and black holes. Yeah. I don't know. There, there was just a shift that happened where I found, I just found them very, very comforting. And I think it is because, because there's so little we understand about it. Um, There's a fabulous documentary on Netflix that everyone should watch. I love it. I've been talking about it since it came out. It's called black holes, the edge of all we know. And tonight just as some exposure therapy. It's so good. It's so good. And it's basically about the documentary, you know, it's about black holes, but it follows. um, So a few years back, I want to say it was 20, 2018. We got the first image of a black hole and, and that was like, so exciting. I remember, like, I remember seeing that for the first time. Like I was just like, this is ever like i i fucking loved it i just ate that shit up i was like this is my favorite thing ever like and the documentary followed the people who created that image the people who like were doing doing the work to because it's it's a very difficult image to create like it literally came from information from multiple massive massive satellites all around the world had to work together and then they had to have teams and teams of people like putting this information together and then like um checking like cross-checking it with each other like it was an insane process to get this image and the documentary follows all that it also um Stephen Hawking's in it he he was in it like right before he died um he actually like died during that process um Mm. which was like a bummer you know because so much of his work in physics was focused on black holes as is a lot of one of his like main teams that worked directly with him in studying black holes. And so it's just like, it's just such a fascinating documentary in terms of thinking about 
how how we try to document this phenomena that we don't understand at all and also how we try so hard to understand you know scientifically this phenomena that we don't understand at all and yeah. like a, a big thing a big theme that's talked about a lot with black holes is something that you know we don't know but it's it is going back and forth in the physics world is that when information goes past the event horizon. So the event horizon is essentially like you've gone into the black hole, right? Right. Like that's the event horizon. So when information and anything can be information, I can be information, right? Like when any information goes past the event horizon, does it cease to exist or does a black hole spit information back out? And that is like the question that is being like, <laughs> like yeah. it does because our understanding for so long has been that like all information ceases to exist in black holes. But now there's like certain physics, math stuff that's suggesting information does come back out of black holes. It's just different than what went in. Um, <laughs> getting great facials from Brian on this <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's, and it's called the information paradox. And the thing with the information paradox is it can kind of mean that a lot of physical laws are out the window. Like it can kind of I mean, mean- that right. Yeah. You get down to it. It's like a big, just a big glitch in the, the universe, you know, yeah, all these yeah. black holes. It's like yeah. not, not a small one, like a big the system can't run this program anymore. You know, that yep. like we're all looking at like. I uh, hope that Trojan virus doesn't come for us, you know, like, um, <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It's, it's, and it's wild. There's a movie that came out a few years ago. I really didn't care for the movie, but it's called high life. Robert Pattinson was a space movie. Um, oh, I watched, I saw that. Yeah. You saw the movie. Yeah. Yeah. There were things, there were things about it. I really liked, Yeah, but there were but aspects I, of it. I didn't care for as well. Yeah. yeah. The, the black hole bit was wild though. I mean, there's a character in that movie that goes into a black hole and, that movie's interpretation she just gets like annihilated like mm-hmm. pretty quickly and efficiently you know <laughs> like yeah. and so that's what i i perceive it just like oh just like time and space what is time and space dismantling <laughs> you look like you know yeah like, no and i the thing is i i'm with you i think where my interest though comes from it does it just it comes from more of like an afterlife place you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like if you get sucked into a black hole yeah. Do I think this human form survives that? No. Definitely but what not. happens after that? You know, like I, I think that something might happen after that. I have no idea what it is. But like, and that's like very fascinating to me. Like there's no way like we can know in a human like sense, we can know what happens after death to a human body here on earth. Right. We know Mm -hmm. what decomposition looks like. Like we can know that aspect of death here because we've watched it. We've observed it, but we can observe what happens to a human body when it goes through a black hole. We cannot. And that is so exciting to me. (laughs) It just, it, it opens so many questions about, life and death and materiality right and and that is just like oh wow like how exciting is that like that's that's where a lot of my my joy comes from when it comes (laughs) to black holes (laughs) yeah i 
Yeah, I, th- I think maybe it's, I mean, that's why I gravitate to horror. The unknown all is usually synonymous with, uh-oh, not yeah. good, you know? Yeah, and totally. the black hole is the ultimate uh, unknown, you know? So Definitely. I think a lot of, you know, Lovecraft's work translates very well into that, you know, the old gods and the cosmic horrors of it all, all knowing and unknowable, you know? Um, Completely. But also, like, it made me think about other things, like not just black holes, but like other, like, similar fears that come from a void like thing that could just become from something absolutely massive that even though it's not an empty space, it's so big. It feels like it's swallowing you up anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean, no, that's um, great. Yeah. There's, there's, I can't, I, there is a phobia that, um, about like super massive objects. I can't super massive black hole. <laughs> that's right. And I, I'm so sorry. I, I'm just going to pull out all the songs. <laughs> yeah, do it. It made me think of uh, this movie, um, Sunshine, Danny Boyle movie. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. The, the sci-fi movie premises, the sun's going to go out. So the last ditch effort, this space crew goes with like a payload of a bunch of nukes and they're going to reignite the sun. That's the, that's, the, that's the story. But as they're getting closer and closer and the sun is just getting bigger and bigger, um, the crew all, all goes to varying degrees of kind of insane of just like the presence of it. And um, um, the captain gets like obsessed with like going in the observation room uh, where they have like super, you know, tinted windows and he tints it on, you know, it takes the tint away at like 0.007% and it just like blinds him, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just like things like that, that, that's a bit of a void of like, Oh, totally. No, I, I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Because you can, <laughs> you can zero in on anything so much that it swallows you up. Like right? m- even, you know, metaphorically speaking, even, you know, like when I think about like, uh, even just like the way my brain works sometimes and like hyperfixation and like, you know, you, you can zero so deep in on something and you're yep. so in it that it, it fully has enveloped you and you don't really know until it's happened. <laughs> and, then and then you're goofed and then you're like, fuck, how do I, how do I get out of this black hole? How do I get out of this sunshine room? You know, like how do yeah. I, yeah, that's real. That's a very real thing. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I do think that is a void in a certain way. It's definitely a black hole because the thing, so this is something I want to talk about. Um, a black hole, which, you know, I think is fully like this conversation. Black holes are part of this conversation because we are talking about voids in a bigger metaphorical sense how they're used obviously in horror, you know, outer range is kind of where we started. So I fully think black holes are very relevant to the conversation, but a black hole in space, given our current scientific understanding swallows things, right? The gravitational pull is so fucking strong that it takes, it's a void that swallows you literally. Um, And I think that's, yeah, very similar to kind of what you're talking about uh, with sunshine. And that, you know, is, is its own, (laughs) is its own kind of thing. And, and there is, there is, I think, you know, um, a fear that, it's not even about the void anymore. It's about the being swallowed. Right. Right. Um, But also using like, we're talking scientifically, if we're talking like a physicist, a void in outer space is different than a black hole. And there are some massive voids out there in scientific 
you know, terminology speak. Voids are empty spaces in the universe where there are little to no galaxies and like compared to other areas of the knowable universe. So like literally like light years and light years, like millions of light years of no galaxies. That's upsetting to me. too. <laughs> I, I figured it would be. <laughs> Maybe I should have gave you a trigger warning. <laughs> um, it's like my little, my little dumb brain just can't comprehend like how small, you know? Yeah. There's um what the, <sighs> the air Eridanus void is a billion light years across. I can't even comprehend a light year. Yeah, me either. I have no fucking idea. I, a billion. Well, I've, at, I've, at this point, it's just my brain is like, it does, it's like an engine not even starting. Like, yeah. that's a big number. <laughs> yeah. <don't> <laughs> yeah. So in the observable universe, basically, you know, the idea is that obviously there are just endless galaxies beyond our galaxy we know this we've you know witnessed it we know this to be true and but then there are these huge huge spaces that the thing is a lot of what are considered voids in in um astrophysics do include the occasional galaxy (laughs) like some of like a a void might have like a, a handful of galaxies in it but that is not typical to the rest of the universe. Like the rest of the universe is filled with galaxies. So like a void in astrophysics is an area where there should be a lot more galaxies, like it, like infinitely more galaxies. But there's just not. And yet what, uh, who's eating them? What's yeah. them up? <laughs> exactly. What What's going to? on? What's going on in all that empty space? Like, we have no idea. And why is it like that? Why are there these pure, like these areas of extreme nothingness almost, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a fear of like, oh gosh. I mean, there's the fear of um, uh, horror vacui, right? The fear of uh, emptiness that really fo- goes into this because like, we'll break down. Why am I so, if I find myself in the middle of a void, light years and light years away from anything, uh, what's the actual fear? And the fear is like, well, I, I'm, I'm trapped. You know, there's, I can't get anywhere. And I don't have uh, disorientation. Yeah. You can't orient yourself to anything. You can't orient. There's no up, there's no down. It's, mm-hmm. it's just infinite on every direction. Uh, and I don't have enough anything. <laughs> you know, I don't have enough food. I don't have enough. I, I am, I am out on all resources. Um, and there's no way to get anymore. So like, I think like we can have examples of that also, just on earth, you know, like you could be in a void outer range in the middle of, even though it's, it's in the middle of a field, but I could see just a field being a void, you know, that totally this, this connects to to folk to our last episode, to the folklore episode when we talked about fields and their vastness, like totally. (laughs) Um, I think that, I mean, it's similar to when I learned about in school, you know, with black holes, but like, I think every kid had a Titanic, infatuation yeah. did you have it a titanic infatuation? are you even asking me that question yes, Everybody <laughs> I, did. leonardo dicaprio was my first love um my heart will go on i was obsessed with celine dion i had titanic posters like covering my room but like like, like true crazy. true history like did you, oh like, yeah i mean i did you, the you whole the thing books, the scholastic yeah, yeah. book club like yeah I oh, had we got the, the you know yeah. no the movie like triggered it but then it was like of course i must know 
all things, uh, yeah. <laughs> things about this. But and in in conjunction to that, you learn about like the Marina Trench and like how deep that ocean goes. And that's a void. You get to the bottom totally. of that ocean, that's pitch black. That's nothing. Um, that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. And so like looking out, I get that sometimes they, you know, when I go to a beach or something, I look out and it's just the horizon is just water. I'm like, this goes forever. And it goes then down forever. That's, that's just the vastness of it. Spooks and that's, me. yeah, I get it that like, but it also like, I love that you brought that up. I fucking love the ocean. I love to go out and contemplate the, the, va- the vastness of it and how like far it gives me, it honestly gives me a similar feeling to what I'm trying to explain about like how I feel about black holes. And it's not that it's not scary. Like, like to think about actually venturing out into the ocean that's a whole nother thing, but to sit be- before the fast, the vastness of that, that there's just something so like peaceful and like calming about that. Honestly, I think it does go. I think your fear and my love are like two sides of the same exact co- like coin because it does go back to, I am so small. Yeah. And that, and to me, it's just like, I am so small and it's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and that's why these voids and like black holes and yeah, vastness, um, I, I have found a comfort in because it's just like, wow, like I, it, I don't matter. And that's great. <laughs> like, and then there's the other side that I don't matter. And that's upsetting. You know? <laughs> Which is fair. I think you and I, like, I literally think we are, like, we are, we're a coin right now. We are, like, talking about the same thing. We just kind of have slightly, we're, we're on the opposite experience with it, sure. you know? Sure. But, like, yeah, yeah, the ocean, like, um, especially, like, if you're, you're in the right place with, like, sunset and stuff, when you, when you get that, like, the sky meets the ocean and you can't really see. Oh, the, yeah. Uh, oh, man. That's wild. There's a number of movies that have done this, but like out in the middle of the ocean where the ocean is very still mm-hmm. and like the stars are up and you don't know which. And then the camera plays a trick. You think you're looking at the night sky and then the boat like goes over the sky and you're actually looking at down at water, you know, like. Yep. Disorienting void, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. But it can't. It's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. also beautiful. I mean, when you talk about black holes, we're. You know, we've been talking for a while now, but there's there's a new image of an even bigger black hole that yeah. came out just recently. Yeah. Also, yeah, because I sent that to you. Um, it can't, it's it's crazy. Like we decided to do this episode and then I ran into all sorts of new black hole stuff. That came out. Um a, yeah, new image of a completely different, bigger black hole. And then also our first audio recording of a black hole. I didn't hear the audio recording. Oh, oh god. I, it's oh. actually like the noise you made earlier in the episode was actually like pretty. Really? Was that it? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's spooky. Yeah, it's like a wall. Like it's spooky. Um, it makes noise. <laughs> Fuck, Corey. It makes noise. <laughs> oh, Brian's having a hard time. You guys. <laughs> Gosh. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry to give you this difficult news. <laughs> I don't know why that's even more upsetting to me. Noise. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the big vacuum. I'm like a dog afraid of a vacuum right now. That's literally what I am right now. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Is a vacuum a void to a dog? Like maybe. <laughs> the gravitational pull. <laughs> yeah, but, and it makes a noise too. Yeah, and I, yeah. A black hole. I get Um, it. I feel you. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of what we're talking about, honestly, just really aligns philosophically with like the sublime, like theories of the sublime, like finding, uh, um, uh, embracing and facing the intensity of things that are infinitely bigger than you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so standing before the sea, looking the void in the fucking eyes, you know, like staring into the the void, staring into the void and the void stares back. Right. Like that is, Hey, Hey, mister. He's a, he's a dude. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, mister. Hey, you. (laughs) And then it goes, (laughs) Hey there, cowboy. (laughs) Hey there, cowboy. I tip my hat. My, my favorite was when we were texting about this, I sent I sent Brian a, uh, a just an emoji. I just created a, a an emoji where it was just like the black circle, and then I put the moon face on it, and then I sent it to Brian, and and you went, you went, that is deeply upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, just like a just a little just a little guy, just a little guy coming out of the void, like. <laughs> just looking at you you know like man yeah it's crazy it's it's a lot um and i don't claim to understand any of it i just find it very exciting i find it very upsetting and we're always walking in circles now you know but like that's it's it's um two sides the same coin that's what you're saying yeah. I mean, I feel like when we're talking about full core, though, like you found, you know, we were talking about like big wide open fields and like mm-hmm. how they're scary. But you also like agreed that they were peaceful in a certain way. Oh, absolutely. I think there's peace and nothingness. Absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think even on because uh, with full core, we're talking about the fear of uh, you're trapped with somebody else. You know, so I'm fear that that person I'm not quite focusing on the, the vastness and emptiness and even in like in a void i think it's the it's the fear of emptiness you don't have mm-hmm. any resources you don't have anything you don't have you run out of water pretty soon it's like i think the horror vacui i was reading it's like it could be as simple as you have the, the same fear of uh you know going on a long trip knowing you don't have enough gas to get there that's horror vacui you don't yeah, have enough yeah, resources yeah. you know or like um, I'm going to go to this uh, 10 hour conference real quick, but I'm not going to have breakfast beforehand. Like that's horror vacua. You don't have a, it just <laughs> you know sounds I mean? like just, just plain old anxiety to me. <laughs> yeah. you, yes, you are correct. And so that's what, that's just I, like what I deal with on a daily You want to talk about the ultimate anxiety of yeah. just waking up in, in, in a, a void and you're like, well, shit. All of those. I think true. I would I just didn't have breakfast. I don't have enough gas to get out of here. I, I, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all. See, I think I think I would just be excited that like I didn't have to go to work. Like I think I would just be like, oh, here I am now. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to go to my job. Like I don't have to. You know what I mean? Oh my like. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but no, um, from a, from a, from a survival perspective, 100%, like, and that's gonna kick in, you know, to, if you're floating through the vastness really of space. It it's about that time. This is going to kick in here. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> oh my gosh. What if, um, just a fun, a fun little thought experiment. Okay. What if you were in a void, like say, say our outer range void, like just to give it okay. a grounded, a specific void. Grounding. You're in the outer range void, but there's someone else in there with you. Hmm. Do they show up after or I, I go it? I, we just, we just both appear at the same time. I don't know. You're why just, you're just in the void. You're in the void and you're floating and then you see them. Hmm. I would be more comforted. And scared at the same time. <laughs> right? No, and I think. And that's when the folk horror comes in. You're like, like, do I, can I trust you or can I not trust you? Yep. Yeah. Totally. No, I'm with you there. Like, I guess that's kind of part of it too, is like, to a certain degree, I think I, I find humans scarier than a void. Like, and. You know, I know what they're capable of. Exactly. I don't really know what a void is capable of, but I know it's big. Yeah. <laughs> And it's far yes. more powerful than anything a human could do. And exactly. if I know what a human's capable of, uh, Mr. Black Hole Son, you know. Mr. Black Hole Son. <laughs> that could also be an Instagram handle. Mr. Yeah. Black Hole Son. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I mean, obviously, like, this is a fun topic because, fil- it, like, philosophically, we can just... We can just chat about yeah, it. Yeah, this, every is, this angle is just a late night college talk, I and mean, we yeah. just put it on a. On a <laughs> but but it's fun. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, we're a spooky podcast, and this is a spooky topic for Brian. It sounds like only, but <laughs> no, it's I I fully uh, I fully understand. Like I'm fully like it is scary. Like I'm not. No part of me is trying to be like I'm not scared of like. The infinite no unknowable. No oh, <laughs> I just, I, there is a, like, along with, I don't know, once you hit a certain, at least for me, once you hit a certain size of thing, it does just become like, there's a release. Like, I'm just like, oh, like, this is so much bigger than me. Like, it's, it, it, it overrides my survival instinct. It like overrides fight or flight because it's like, oh, I, might as well just surrender. It's a surrender mm-hmm. feeling. I surrender to black holes because there's mm-hmm. no, there's no, nothing to fight for. There's nothing like, there's and no. I'll fight it. You know? <laughs> you're in there throwing I'm just punches. <laughs> yeah, just throwing punches every which way. I'm like, you're not taking me <laughs> in one piece. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, what if, what if we run into each other in a, in a black hole or in a void? Sometime? I'd be upset. Cause you sided with the black hole. You know, <laughs> I am outnumbered in that void. I'm like, I'm like meditating and you're like in battle. <laughs> it's a David and Goliath story, you know, a real <laughs> Cinderella man. Yeah, no, but no, they're, they're infinitely mysterious, which is undeniably spooky do not deny their spookiness for a second. Like I said, I think they've just already won. So it's like a place of surrender for me, which then feels very calming. That's the best way I can describe it. We're going to have a Lovecraft episode here soon. Yeah, that no. is, I mean, that's just cosmic horror. That's the yeah. natural progression in this discussion it goes right into cosmic horror. We do need come to, in soon. We do need to talk cosmic horror. Cause I, I think, I don't know. I 
have an interesting relationship with it for sure. There's things about it I love. And then, yeah, there are aspects of it that I'm a little like, I feel like we're just creating monsters that aren't there. Like, (laughs) (laughs) monsters we can't comprehend, you know? Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. It's true. I guess that's part of it too, though. I don't think black holes are filled with monsters. Like, I don't. No, the black hole is the monster. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But I don't think that there are, like, weird, crazy monsters inside the voids. Like, I just Mm. think it's about the void. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but a lot of, like, Lovecraftian stuff. Because would it be a void if there was other things in it? Exactly. A lot of Lovecraftian stuff is, like, more about, like, creatures and monsters and stuff, which is is very interesting in its own right, you know? Sure. but is not how I in this reality think if I get sucked into a black hole, I don't think I'm going to run into some crazy like monster. Like, yeah, personally. I think even more so Lovecraft is about the madness that it brings. Right? Yeah, I mean, totally. Like, and that's able to comprehend what I'm looking at. Yeah, you know? no, I'm, I'm with you. And yeah, well, we could go totally into this conversation. That part of Lovecraft I'm on board with, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but yeah, I I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I could we talk could just about- go and, Yeah, we could just go I could just, talk I about, talk about voids for forever. I, uh, you know, if a uh, few years down the road, catch me running the cult of the void. Uh, <laughs> No, like is, honestly you can't, inevitable you can't even be mad like i'm putting it out here right now on the internet so if like years down the road i'm a cult leader like i fucking told you guys so like, <laughs> you can't even be mad about it <laughs> we have receipts we yeah. see every uh every step of the way yeah if you find me running a cult in rural wyoming uh you know yeah, that's that tracks. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> well, this was fun. This is a fun topic. I had yeah. fun just chatting. I I love it. I I really like discussing discussing the unknowable. Really, is what it is at the end of the day. You know. Well, we'll get that Lovecraft episode in here soon. And then, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Good time. Well, thanks, all. thanks for our listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Hoppy Harvest Horror Show. Hmm. Anything else? Anything else? Go watch Outer Range because yeah. we one, it's great. Two, let's just keep pumping those numbers so we get a season two because I yeah, need that's it. That's right. <laughs> you were single handedly. That's why you're rewatching it. You're trying to. <laughs> I'm just trying to, trying like, to pad these numbers here. Like I said, call your senators. Call. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but if yeah, you're in line. Stay in line. <laughs> thank you for listening to yeah to our late night our late night college chat about the void and check out outer range and check out book club because this is just a really fun a really fun halloween book that we're reading right now absolutely all right well have a good uh spooky night and we'll see y'all in the next episode You know, the observable, observable, uh, uh, in, please edit that, Brian, future editor. (laughs) Doubt it. (laughs) You won't.
That would be a good, you should tack that onto the end of the episode.